TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! <laughs> We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, All that right, blew I'll- me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 522, and I'm Libya, your host. And this week, we have returning guests. Yusun from Los Angeles, designer and TV enthusiast. And this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. All right. Thanks, guys, for showing up. Let's talk about the news. First up, we found out that the 100 prequel has been given a no-go from the CW, so apparently that's not happening. And I was like, there was a prequel? Anyway, so apparently there's not a prequel. Uh, Sherry Appleby is set to return to Roswell. And for those who don't know, she was the star of the original Roswell. And she shows up in the last minute or two of the finale of this season of Roswell, or last season of Roswell. And uh, she is set to return for the new season. So I'm not sure who she's supposed to be, but that's interesting. Uh, Emilio Estevez will not be returning to the Mighty Ducks Season 2 over uh, some, uh, I think it was vaccine mandates that they have on the set. And oh, Seriously? Yep. He said he will not get vaccinated, so he is not returning. He is leaving $8 million, $8 million on the table. It's crazy. Um, Kim Cattrall will be joining How I Met Your Father uh, on the Hulu spinoff for that show. She was from Friends, right? Am I correct? Or no? Am I mixing up all, all the famous shows? I don't know. Who, who's Kim I Cattrall? I didn't really watch Friends. Oh, Kim uh, Cattrall? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, she's, excuse me, uh, Sex in the City. There you go. I was like, I knew it was one of those two shows and I couldn't remember which one. So, yeah, so she will be joining How I Met Your Father on Hulu. And Fantasy Island has been renewed for season two for the five people. Well, more obviously more than five people are watching it. I mean, that I show guess. is such a mediocre show. It was almost good. Like, I watched five or six episodes, and it was like, I wanted to like it. I liked the lead characters, but the stories were very mediocre. So, mm. anyway. All right, let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Fear the Walking Dead. And this episode, uh, every episode, it seems, this season, we're going to be... Because all the survivors, basically, after the nuclear uh, bombs went off, all ended up in different cubby holes. And so this time, we're going to concentrate on the cubby hole with uh, Dory Sr. and June. They're in some bunker... Um, and it's just the two of them. They have a big slate at the top that says that they have to stay in the, in the bunker for 300 and something days. I'm assuming it's a year. I'm assuming it's a year, but it looked like it was more than a year. But anyway, they have to stay down there and they have all these supplies and they do this rolling montage of them just going through days, going, counting down the days. And then they find this room because uh, there's like a earthquake or something happens and they find this extra room that has like basically a murder room where because they're in the bunker of a guy who was a serial killer and they find his room where he obviously killed a bunch of people which is super creepy 
And I felt like Jane's or June's response was very apropos. She was like, let's close this door and pretend it does not exist. Because there's not any, any supplies or anything that you need in there. It's like just embalmed organs and creepy blood all over the place. And I was like, that's the stuff that will give you nightmares. Yeah, I was like, yeah, close that door and put the bookshelf back up. But uh, he's all like, I gotta solve this murder. I was like, it's solved. We found him. He's dead. He got blown up in the explosion. What are you doing? So what did you think, Allison? I just thought it was a waste of an hour. <laughs> I really <laughs> did. I mean, I... And I, I happen to really like both of these characters. I love June. Um, she I, had nothing I to do Marianne, in this episode. I, yeah. yeah. But, well, yeah, that's the problem, too, is that she was mostly reactive through through all of this. But um, and as much as I love Keith Carradine um, and I think that there's that the character of John Dory Sr. has potential. I don't think that uh, the way they used him was at all either believable or interesting. I, I, I mean, they're, you know, they're trapped down in this, in this basement and they're waiting out, you know, the radiation and all of that. And suddenly out of nowhere, and this is, it would have made sense if it was ex exclusively after he started getting the DTs, but even before then, he starts going off on, you know, Oh, I need to solve this, this yeah, mystery. I was like, and I need to find you... her yeah, body. It, yeah. And, and like, dude. Like, the world's been blown up. First of all, there's been a zombie apocalypse for the last, like, ten years. And, you know, on top of that, there's been nuclear explosions. It, it, there's, you know, under, under reasonable circumstances, there is absolutely no reason to go looking for this. There's probably not even a body anymore. It probably, you know, is buried under rubble or blew up somewhere or... You know, I mean, it, that turns out not to be the case by the end of the episode. But rationally speaking, there's no reason. And there's no family left for this to woman. To tell. To, yes. to tell. And there's yes. nothing to grieve. It's It was just like this made-up conflict that they came up with. That just it made so him seem crazy. It did. And, you know, when he starts having the DTs and behaves irrationally then... Okay, that's fine. But he was on about this tack even before. before yeah, before he and, realized that the alcohol was gone, right? Yeah, it's 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 you know, I mean, it was literally, I mean, the, minutes afterward, you know, that he finds this out and he starts raving about this. So it just made absolutely no sense, and it was it just felt like they invented this conflict. It, they just it was a strain just to it just, just to it made him unlikable to me cuz I my thing is I'm just starting to try to like him mm. and this episode made me not like him. That's all. Yeah. I just I, I you know and then of course it ends predictably we, we always need to go back to to the the whole strand morgan fight thing. Um, by the end of it, and I, I can tell exactly how tiresome this is going to be because I'm already <laughs> over it. Uh, yeah, I just you know, and every and it doesn't help either that they've got everything. As soon as they go above ground, um, everything looks like a stage set. It looks like they're on some weird stage for for you know some bizarre version of Waiting for Godot. And I just keep waiting for an audience to start clapping or the curtain to come down because it looks that fake. 
Uh, so yeah, it's just everything about this season so far. Is well, just and not then filming. I was like, well, maybe the next episode's better. And then I read the description for the next episode, and I was like, oh, God, to be kidding me! It's the blonde woman that I don't like. She's a comedian, and she's oh. looking for her brother, the guy that's in the wheelchair. Yeah, Sarah, I and I forgot what her brother's name is. So much. I've hated them since they've appeared on the show. So I, I hate I both them of them. At the beginning, and I got to like her. I mean, him. They never really developed, but I got to like her. Well, I don't like the two um, of them together. I think also is part of my issue. I don't. I don't like her at all. Like I don't know what it is about her character that I don't like, but I don't like it. And so the next episode is all about her trying to find her brother. And I was like, pass. I was like, I don't even need to watch that episode. I was like, no, I don't, I don't need to watch this because he's a dude in a wheelchair, which is hard to believe that he survived the zombie apocalypse this far at all. But you're like, okay, his sister looked out for him and made sure he was okay, maybe. And now he's lost by himself. Like, no. Yeah. And there's with, a nuke with nuclear that went bombs off. going off. Yeah, and, and then a nuke went off after this. And then you're going to make me believe she's going to find him? Like, no. If she finds him, it's the absolute ridiculousness of the world. Uh, and I don't believe it. And then if she finds his body, I'm like, yeah, that's about right. Like, you know what I mean? So, mm. uh, Either way, it's not going to end in a satisfactory exactly, manner. Exactly. Exactly. So I literally am just not going to watch that episode. I've decided that I'm just going to pass. I'll see what the one after that's about. Let me know, you know. Check All in right, with me well, later. I'll watch the next episode, but I'm I'm my patience is wearing thin. You know, this, I think you should skip. The Walking Dead I think you should skip like I'm doing. And, well, and I'm it's... I'm not going to skip because I don't hate her character like oh, okay. you do. But um right. the, you know, and and also wasn't she with the rabbi the last time we saw her and I do like him. I do so... like the rabbi. Yeah, that actor's really good. He is, and and you know I think that the they are good together. They actually you know play off each other well, but you know the thing is I this season it, walking you know Fear the Walking Dead didn't start out terribly well, and it got better when they brought in Morgan. It got it got much better when they brought in Morgan. They retooled the show and it was it was you know much much better, but now it just seems to be giving into the same old you know Walking Dead curse of the longer it goes the the well, less. Well, I think it's the whole it's they always split everybody up, which which I think is a terrible idea. Yeah, the, they I work agree. better as a team. And I so agree, and they splitting... do that across all of the Walking Deads. Yeah, they love always... to split the yeah. group up. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the rookie. And this week's episode was about, it was our Halloween episode, and there's a drug going around that is making whoever take it act like zombies and try to bite your face off. So that was amusing, at least, because uh, I was like, okay, well, we obviously don't have zombies, so what's going on? And so once they reveal that it's this special drug that's been laced with whatever, I don't remember what, and the objective of the episode is to get it off the street, and also... Pete Davidson returns as Nolan's half-brother, who's a loser, and uh, it, it does feel surreal when he's on the show. It feels like all of a sudden we're in an SNL episode. Um, yeah. And so that's really strange, but he does play the loser brother well, so, you know, he's yeah, that. Yeah, so, uh, Yusuf, what do you think of the episode? Um, You know, I, I 
I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before. I mean, it's no, you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine Hollywood ha- Halloween episode. Um, I I love um, seasonal episodes. I just do. I feel like people, they get a little crazy and creative. Um, so I was, like, really looking forward to it. You know, when I realized it was going to be on Halloween, they were actually going to have an episode. I thought, well, they're definitely doing a Halloween episode. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, this wasn't one of my my more favorite episodes. Um, I will never... I don't think a show will ever be terrible, you know, even particular episodes. So, I mean, the zombie theme makes sense, um, but I didn't find it all that particularly interesting, uh, either the, the zombies or the episode in its entirety. But I will, I will, um, I will, uh, you know, expand on the um, uh, Pete Davidson thing. It is distracting. You know what I mean? It's like he's fun to watch for sure, and he's well cast, you know, for the role that. Except you know, that you, I don't believe that he's Nolan's brother at all. Well, he's supposed to be his half brother, but that's what I mean. Like, no, I meant like the the. It's like a he's like effectively a loser and effectively comic relief, but he doesn't really feel like he belongs on the show. You know right. what I mean? And it. it pulls me out of the show it's distracting and and like you said uh you know he doesn't seem like he would be his brother although you know the excuse is that he's like just his half brother but even that seems like a stretch you know what i mean so i mean i won't i don't think i'll spend a lot of time talking about the rookie except to say that um uh oh gosh what's the detective who what's the 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 you talking about shin and her haunted her haunted apartment no, no, no. The one who became a detective, a uh, pregnancy leave, just came back from pregnancy. Uh, uh, wife uh, of the- I know you're talking about, I want to say Diaz, but then I was like, oh, that might not really be right. I might be just being yeah. racist with the names. <laughs> um, whatever. We all know who I'm talking about. Um, I'm, I'm disappointed. We've already talked about the lawyer, um, you know, not kind of, kind of being the weak link at this point. Um, but now I feel like she's kind of being sucked into that, like, you know, black hole of nothingness. You know what I mean? She doesn't really have that much to do. Everything has to do with like some sort of lip service to her pregnancy. Okay, great. But that's not interesting. You know, that whole episode so, about, well, pregnancy. I mean, I think, no, this episode was actually pretty good. It didn't have anything to do with her pregnancy. This episode. Go ahead. This episode was her about investigating Chen's haunted apartment. That's all she was doing this week. No, 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 no. I meant like yesterday. Last week's was the you know was the pregnancy thing, and I'm saying since she was pregnant, since she's been pregnant, I I didn't think that the 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 thing with the Chen's her investigating Chen's apartment is that interesting. I think she should be doing something else. She doesn't need to be linked to Chen. You know what I mean, or anything else. She's she's a detective. Let's like expand the world and give me stuff about her detectiving. You know what I mean? Her detectiving. I feel like that's not a word. It is now. Um, So so for me, it's like fine, you know, this, but it was disappointing as a Halloween episode or as a season, you know, seasonal episode for me. And then as far as like a regular episode, it wasn't really one of my more favorite. I don't like Chen's roommate. You know, she was a little bit interesting when she was like homeless on the street and kind of like a But now that she's living with her? Yeah, now that she's living with her and she's all, you know, dolled up and, you know, and, you know, She's also sort of like teen emo as well. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, none of it's none of it's interesting or new or you know what I mean? Like she's been safe from the streets. Great. So now what? You know what I mean? She was more interesting when she had to be saved. You know what I mean? So uh, and, you know, she was like a rebellious and this and that. So that like I said, the show is I don't expect much from it. But as far as this week's episode, it didn't it gave me less than it normally does. I will say that. Um, Oh, but the last thing is, who was the dude? I can't remember, but um the, she slept with uh, the other one. Who slept the underco- with? The undercover, the one that um, she was dating two guys. She's she's yeah. Um, she was barely in this week's episode. No, I know, but she slept with that guy. Remember, um, he was cute. I'm wondering if he's going to become a, a regular. She she I don't know. Probably it really not. Matter. Probably not. But this episode, <laughs> she was barely in it. So no, but she the guy is too cute and kind of you know famous i feel like they might bring him back he doesn't seem like he's she's he's he's the, he's the one she dumped he's not coming back oh i guess i don't know i feel like they they could utilize him more anyway i'll stop talking because like i said it it it, it doesn't it inspire much you know hate or passion from me it was just kind of what it was all right well next up let's talk about law and order organized crime and this week's episode is the penultimate before we get to the end of this story arc. And they tried to make it... This episode was weird because uh, Stabler was, like, revealing to everybody that he was undercover. Like, every every five minutes, he's showing up in a suit and, like, Ha-ha! I was really a cop this whole time. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, but it was... Yeah, but it was, uh, it was weird. I was like... Do all those people need to know you're a cop? Like, I understood yes. when he when he talked in front of the grand jury, totally makes sense. He's testifying. Totally fine with that. But then he reveals to his old friend who recruited him, like, he used that to, like, break him so that he would, you know, flip. And I was like, but what if this doesn't work? Like, dude, what are you doing? And then he reveals it to the mom, which was totally unnecessary. He did not yeah. need to reveal to the mom that he was a cop. And then he revealed it to to somebody else. I was just like, dude, are you just not going back undercover at all? Like, so that was, that's how you know that this, this is wrapping up because he's just showing everybody he's an undercover cop. And then they end the episode with the not his son that he sends off to another country or somewhere on a plane for some mysterious reason shows up to get blown up. And I was like, wait, what? Like that yeah, didn't that make weird. any sense. That was so yeah, that was, yeah. That that was like wait, we literally just saw you send him with a cop to the airport to get on a plane. Why would he then not? And he's like, thank you so much. And then he's like, right before the building explodes, he's like, hey, I wanted to tell you this one more thing. And then he gets blown up. I was like, that's what phones are for. What are you doing? Yeah, you know, that seemed very contrived, you know what I mean? Like, and it was, I felt it was weird that, like, we didn't even spend that much time with, you know, the with that kid. Son, yeah, the son of the, you know, whatever, uh, the his persona. Um, they didn't really develop it all that much, you know what I mean? So am I supposed to care that he got blown up? Do you know what I mean? I like, think we're supposed to care that Stabler's going to care. No, I, yes, fair. But, like, I should care also, do you know what I mean? I should right. care for Stabler. I should care for Stable being, you know, upset about it. And I, I really don't care. So it'll yeah. be boring for me to watch him grieve or be upset. Um, so, but here's what I will say. I don't know if we spoke about this on podcast on air or we, you and I did, but the idea of 
um, it being like eight episodes, like three, eight episodes, I think is what yeah, they're kind of doing. Yeah, we talked about that last week on the podcast. Okay, great. So what's really interesting is um, we talked about how we think that's a great idea, you know, and it's interesting instead of taking one all the way through or doing, you know, one-offs every time. So it's a little bit of a compromise. But what I found really interesting is that – um, the eight, this eight episode thing actually hurt them in the sense that like you, you, you know, you started by saying this is the penultimate episode. I feel like everything is so rushed now. At yes. This point. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, with this and then this and then this and look, he's in a suit and he's showing up everywhere going, ta-da, you know, and it's like, oh my God, you know, what's happening? Why are you being this? You know what I mean? So, so for me, this is the first actually, one that felt rushed. I'd say it felt right, right on no, pace up what, until this one. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, but that's why I'm saying specifically in this case, it seems like the eight is hurting them because this is the penultimate episode. Right. And so they're like prepping us for the finale, but it just seemed like too much. I mean, I don't know what's going to be in the finale, but I may, I wouldn't be surprised if I was, if I say like, Oh, you know, seven and eight could have been split differently. You know what I mean? Maybe give us some of what seven half gave us into eight. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to wait to see what eight gives us, but you know, they got away and I'll talk about specifics of the show. Um, it was going, you know, great, um, great guns, great whatever. You know, we were really enjoying it, you and I. Um, like I said, this slowed everything down, but that's okay because it's like the reveals and the whatever. But like I think we just agreed it's too much, uh, you know. However, uh, you know, it. we'll see how they actually wrap it up, you know, on on, uh, on 8. Oh, but oh, I, oh, I did... we have to talk honorable mission about the grandma or the mom. The yeah, mom that can't speak? Going. Oh, okay. That's literally... Yeah, so so that being said, the thing I really liked about the episode was I think you're talking about his mom. Yeah, yeah. The, not the grandma, yeah, it's his mom. So, you know, she's basically mute or, you know, she doesn't this and that or whatever. And then when her son goes and says, Mom, I'm really sorry that I made, I made you break Bezos or whatever it basically is. Basically break or whatever the, the trust or the vow of the family. Oh, right. Yeah the code of silence whatever um she like turned out to be like the evil emperor she like you know looks up with this like raspy voice and goes i didn't break the base you know and i was like whoa and And he looked terrified when she said that yes yes so what's really interesting to me and we'll find out We'll find out on, um, you know, next week, uh, you know, what she exactly meant by that, because I'm thinking one of two things. Well, one, she bribed that woman to give them a warning so they could break out of town. She let the she gave them the heads up. Right. That's what I mean. So, like, that's what she's saying. Like, but I mean, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is, yes, she she was saying she didn't break it because she never really actually betrayed them. And 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 part because she warned them you know like so that's you know the opposite of a betrayal you know whatever or or and or like when she's saying i never broke it meaning like i was thinking also like when they took her to be interviewed alone separately that like she, she didn't lied. really say exactly yeah, i'm she sure she lies absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. no but that's like the reveal to him kind of like you know i'm I'm, you know, only you did, you know what I mean? I didn't, anyway, I thought it was a powerful scene, you know, and, um, you know, and it was a good reveal because I didn't guess it at all. You know what I mean? She's, she's meek. I knew she was doing something when she was scoping out the woman and checking out her shoes and checking out her handbag. And I realized she was doing something, but I didn't know what she was doing until she offered her like the $50,000. I was like, don't do it. 
And the woman got a bullet in the back for her troubles. Yeah. They always do that. I like, you yeah. know what I mean? I don't know why anybody in any in the real world or on shows like get in bed with like bad guys. Do you know what I mean? Like they're gonna kill you, know, you versus they... paying you. Yeah, right. yeah. If the, if yeah. The, you know, if it's too good to be true, it's too good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, I never. And that is actually a trope. We know this. And that is actually a bit boring at this point. We're all, I'm always like, do any of these people ever watch any TV show or movie? Well, also, like, I think part of it is know? desperation. Obviously, that woman owed somebody some money. So she was like, yeah. you want to get out of trouble. So anyway, yeah, yeah. No, let's, I mean, let's, let's move on, though. Let's move on. I think the episode, like we said, rushed to the conclusion. And we really got to see how they do on eight, episode eight so we can fully yeah. judge properly. All right, next Correct. up, we're going to talk about legacies. And I have to say, all of you guys, including me, who were talking about, man, when are we going to deal with this? Uh, God, I forgot Sorry. his name. Oh, what is he? The, the Malivore. Like, when are we going to oh, deal Mal- with Malivore? He's been around too long. Well, yeah, we're, we're tired of Malivore. Okay. So they killed Malivore. So that's Maybe, done. sort of. No, it oh, wasn't totally. a maybe, sort of. They set him on fire. He is dead. Well, like, he's in purgatory. No, he's like, not. No they set him on fire. They put him in the box in a purgatory. You didn't, see the, you didn't see the scene at the end where he's with the uh, the necromancer. No, no, no. That's that's not that's not Malivore. That's Landon. That's Landon. That's Landon. That's not Malivore. Malivore is dead. Landon is the one that has to find peace and move on because his he's been killed as well. So, Ma- uh, and, so and it would make sense if it's Landon, but he didn't sound like Landon. It's, yes, he it, did. It's Landon. Trust me. Okay. Uh, uh, so Ma- the reason like the that. reason that I am sure that Malibor is dead and that they're moving on to something else is because after uh, Hope stabbed him and her reaction was weird, I was like, "Did she flip her humanity switch?" And she was like, "I flipped my humanity switch," and I was like, "Uh oh." <laughs> so. They're about to they're about to pull what I call a vampire diaries, which is they have somebody newly turned into a vampire, switch their humanity switch, and then they're basically the bad guy for like the rest of the season. So Hope is going to be the bad guy, and the only thing and I don't see how they're gonna get out of this, I was like I was like, uh Alark's dead. Like they didn't kill him in this episode, but Everything that I think about, like the trope of you have to lose your father or your teacher so that you could become the person you're supposed to be. So they always kill the teacher. So he's pretty much, he's pretty much at that point where all the, cause he, he actually says it. Well, the thing is he preempts it. Like, and I thought about the whole episode. I was like, oh crap, they set this up, which is, he was like, I do this. And then you guys always come up with your own plan. Now you guys lead. And he literally let them lead. And then he was like, he said something about, I've died five times. I'm always getting killed. And I was like, oh man. So yeah, a lark. I mean, for one thing, I was like, well, maybe because they didn't kill him in this episode, they're not going. I was like, yeah, they're going to though. Because it makes thematically for the story for Hope to become the tribrid and to become what she's supposed to be, she has to lose her father figure. And it will be devastating when she turns her humanity back on and she's the one who killed him. Like, all of that is classic Vampire Diaries. And I was like, son of a... Mm." I agree 
sense wholeheartedly, which is why I, um, like, if I wasn't, you know, I would quit the show, like, but except that it's not worth it. Meaning, like, what? I just watch it. And, you know, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, they did what they me. did. What you said, you wanted them to kill Malivore. They killed Malivore. Yes, but ugh, the, the, the episode was. Listen, I didn't even watch last week's, and I was going to go back to watch it so I could watch this week's. And I kind of was like, "Who cares?" I was like, "You know what I mean?" I was like, "I'll just. I'm sure I'll figure out what they're doing in, in this episode." And it was so by the numbers. The Vampire Diaries thing was, you know, I. I, I mean, at this point, we, I, I, most of us have watched Vampire Diaries and the originals, and now we're watching this. Um, and the Humanity Switch Vampire thing is so old. You know what I mean? And it's so so uninteresting to watch. Clearly, I, I, you know, excellent call about the whole Star Wars, you know, kill your father thing and, you know, that whole journey. Um, and it was funny, too, because a, a lark in that scene where he's like, don't do it. It never turns out well kind of a thing. He sort of keeps seemed like bored in the scene. Kind no, of no, like, no, um, I totally disagree. I totally disagree. He looked scared because as soon as she said she had turned off his her, her humanity switch, he was like, oh, crap. Because you know, he's been. I, I think he. Yeah. I, I think I, the way I read the actor was he was yeah. scared. And no, no. go ahead. I I agree with you. I'm saying I'm saying I could see the acting of that scene. Like I, I I know what you're saying, and yes, he did it. He presented it, but like, and maybe it was me projecting because I was bored with the scene. Do you know what I mean? Okay, because I, I was like, that is not how I saw that scene at all. So. No, 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 no. He absolutely, you're 100 percent right. I'm saying like as an actor watching him per- say those words and act it out. I swear to you, I felt kind of like. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to be on the show much longer. Like, and he, you know, he moated and, you know, did all the things he was supposed to hit the notes in that scene. But I fully admit that perhaps I was projecting because I was absolutely bored with it. I was like, I knew all the notes. I knew all the, you know, fake tears and the fear and all of that. So like, oh God, don't do it. I was like, who cares? So here's what I will say. Well, I care because I love a lark. So. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Again, but that's what I'm saying. That's the the big diss of the show. That's the big problem with the show. If you can't even make me care about the impending death of a character that I really like. I I do care. Right. No, I'm saying I care. I should care. But the episode to me did it. And and, and the plot, it's how they're making going to make him die is what I'm trying to say. It's nothing's new about it. And the scene wasn't even particularly new and, you know, don't do it. It's a terrible idea that I think you're missing my point. Like I agree with you. 100%. I get your point. I'm disagreeing with your point, but yes. right. well, well, my point is though, I care about a lark and, and I did it, you know, in the beginning and I've really come to, to, to like him and the journey and all of that stuff. And like I said, I understand the setup of the, you know, lose your father, blah, 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 all of that. So that's what I'm saying. I see all the, the points and the things, but I personally don't think the show uh, is good enough now to make me care. But the, but the other thing I want to say is uh, because we're talking about tropes and, and things that make me not care. And I was bored with the episode was if I see one more time, Time, someone kissing someone while they stab them through the heart with a shark. <laughs> <laughs> <Wait, laughs> don't you know it was going to happen? I was counting I, the seconds. Listen, I was the bucky kill. Okay, it, it was it was done so well a million years ago when Buffy had to kill Angel, right? And they, you know, and it was expected but not expected. And it was like, oh my god, I don't want to do this, you know. And they passionately kissed, and bam, you know, and then. 
they, it was even extra because he was being sucked into that portal and being like, why would you do like, he was surprised that it was happening to him. In this case, Landon was like, do it, you know, you have to do it. And then, and then, and, and she was like, I know. And then I was like, please don't kiss and stab him while you're kissing. And I was like, yeah, okay, great. You know? So for me, I, like I said, it's not worth me quitting because I, I am invested in the characters. Uh, I do care about Alaric. I will watch to see him, you know, his big send off, you know, because I, I want that emotional, you know, kind of journey as well. But in general, I, I like the last three, four, five episodes. And I will say this also because you said it. Thank you, Legacies, I guess for putting us out of our misery because it was way overdue. You know what I mean? And it was so funny because there was a line in the, in the thing where he was like, what was it? Cleo? No, it wasn't Cleo. Somebody was like, Oh, you know, something, something for the past few years or, you know, you, I don't remember what it was. And I laughed because I was like, yes, exactly. Malivore has been, you know, around for the last few years. And so I was like, even the, sh even the show knows that he's been on like too long. <laughs> So, you know, so whatever, like, I'm glad he's done. It was cute um, when Cleo was like, you wouldn't understand. It's a squad thing. You know what I mean? And then she got, you know, rescued. So I thought that that was all cute and stuff. So there's stuff going on. Oh, lastly, uh, the um, Josie getting it on with her girlfriend. Finally, I was like, I don't care. You know what I mean? So like, there's a lot of just to me, emotional payoffs that like didn't play like the killing of the her, land. Her, her chemistry with the girlfriend just doesn't work. That's, that know, that's why I'm saying that's if, if it did, that would be amazing. That would be like, Oh, they're finally together. And here's it. You know what I mean? But I don't care about that either. So, I mean, I'll watch somebody else talk about legacies. Allison. Did you see it? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for asking, but you pretty much covered everything that I was going to say. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, ditto. Wow. <laughs> Seriously, what else is it even going on for like 180 minutes? So I, there's nothing else for me to add. Oh, oh. Uh, right. You know, how many more episodes are there? Do we know? In there's the usually 16 episodes per season. And what number are we at? Because I stopped. Not going. even close to 16. We're, we're at right. the beginning of the season. We're at the beginning of the season. If anything, oh, we're right. like it. We're like at five or six. Oh, right, right, right. Well, what I was going to say is, oh, maybe the back half is going to be better with a new villain, but then you already laid it out that Hope it's is going to be the villain. Hope is the I villain. I know. That's what I just said. So I stopped myself from saying it. I was like, oh, right. She's going to be the villain. Yay. <laughs> so, all right. We'll see. All right. Uh, next up, let's talk about uh, Prodigy. And I know how much both of you hate it. So you guys can go ahead and say that. I still, I, I will say this one thing before you start ripping the show apart. I yeah. agree that the that the kid who is playing, who thinks of himself as the captain, is obnoxious and, and arrogant and selfish and all those things. And I think very much that they're setting him up that way in the beginning so that he have his journey to become a better person. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that journey. I want to see it. And I really I like all the other characters. So. I, I want to say this one thing, and then I'll let Allison say all she has to say, and then I'll probably just end up saying ditto at the end of it. So, But just to rebut what you were saying, I agree with you, except that a good show with good writing is still going to make you like care about it. I, but I do care. That's the thing I'm saying. I do care. I know. And I'm saying to you that I disagree with that. I agree with what you're saying, but they did not succeed for me to still somehow making me root for this kid and watch his journey and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Allison, take it away. Cause I'm pretty yeah, sure that's I'm pretty much, pretty much my feelings. I mean, I, I don't care about him. I don't care about any of them. 
I yes. care more about the holodeck Janeway than yeah. uh, than I do for any of the other I do like there. that she was like, after they, they almost got themselves killed, she shows up drinking tea. Like, are you guys ready to listen to me now? I like yeah, the but... tea as an extra touch. I thought that was pretty cool. Which was nice, but I mean, the thing is, she's she's like, she's not the focus really. It's it should be the kids, and and I don't find any of them interesting. I the, you know the the lead character, the the kid, uh, the blue kid, is is actively irritating. He's like an itch you can't scratch. I just want him gone. Um, you know, it's one thing to have uh have a character that you have start off badly so there is room for growth but they've had him start off so badly that i just mm. actively want to airlock this kid i i want him gone i don't find him interesting i don't find him amusing i don't care if he grows as a person i just hate the character and i hate the other characters by extension because they just defer to him even though he's clearly an idiot who almost got them all killed um, none of them steps up and says, wait a minute, uh, this is, this makes absolutely no sense. Put somebody else in charge. None of them. I think the only it, alternative for a leader is the girl that's in the brig. So we got to get her out of the brig. There's well, that's, that's true. But I mean, also it's this, this feeling that he's, even though he's, even though he's blue and alien, I still get this vibe of he is the white male. He's, he's the one who's, you know, fills that that particular niche and that is why all the other characters feel the need to defer to him and it just it makes me crazy because he's absolutely incompetent so the thing that i and and the story and even beyond him the storyline itself was just such a mess it was it was like let's have a bunch of of incidents happen that don't need to to occur except by total incompetence and almost get everybody killed and somehow they're going to bond by the end. And it, it just, it was so tropey and so forced. And I, I can't believe that they have expended all of this time and effort and money on truly gorgeous animation. I mean, it's beautiful to look at. It's animated exquisitely. And I looked at the end and they have a, a writing credit list that goes on for like forever. They, I mean, it's it's like a Shriners convention. They've got so many writers on this show and not one of them can can cobble together a decent story. All this effort on the, the animation and absolutely nothing oh, for the story. Let's, let's wrap this one. Let's wrap this one up. Wait, wait, wait. I want to, I want to give props to um, their, their, their version of a 3D printer because I'm pretty sure in all of Star Trek, right? We haven't seen one where they're like, we will make a ship for you. We will like 3D print a ship for you. And I was like, that's new for Star Trek, right? Because, you know, it's like a they have food replicators. Right. So it kind of, I guess, makes sense. It makes sense. Like, now we can make you ships. You know what I mean? So I thought that was kind of a neat little... I, I actually, and I like their fight through the ship as it was materializing. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, no, that was awesome. You know, th- listen, the the action pieces, right, and the score and the visuals are all great. And I just want to say this, because you know, two things. Uh, Allison, what's ironic is the lead actor uh, is played by a black actor. Just, I mean, not that, not, not that that really matters, but, you know, you were, you know, anyway. But I found that interesting because I did look up the cast to see who was voicing who by who whatever mm-hmm. um so that's number one number two the other thing i want to say is um 
not only is the the this the thing was a dumpster fire you know the the script or the whatever it just went on too long because mm-hmm. the boy right he, it was weird because i thought dude you're barreling towards your death and i get that you're like i don't know and da, 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 but i just felt like if they had made it a little shorter i might have like bought it you know we, got, we gotta wrap this one up we really have to wrap this one up but, oh, last thing, though, I want to say is because I was like, oh, I'll still watch it. It's innocuous, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now, it's starting to get, like, toxic-y. And I'm like, nah, I don't know. So last thing I'm going to say is I will give it one, possibly two more episodes. But this episode really made to me glaring that it is absolutely made for kids and has nothing to offer for adults. That's kind yes. of my All right, I, next I up, we got to move on. Next up, uh, we're going to talk about Doctor Who, premiere of the Flux storyline. And this episode introduces the new companion and it introduces the idea of the flux because this season is going to be six episodes, one big story. And, uh, wow, this, this episode started off bizarrely. Like I felt like I was like, is the villain a bond villain. Like he set up like three things to kill the doctor. And I was like, with all that effort, shoot her in the head. Like, what are you doing? He was like, I will hang you upside down over a lava pit with robots to watch you in case you some kind of way get out of this trap. The upside down maglocks will drop and drop you into the acid. I was like, what? Who kills anybody that way? Like, it was insane. It was insane. Except a 60s Bond villain. villain. Exactly. A 60s Bond villain will do something that elaborate. But the only thing he didn't do was like, and my master plan to take over the world is this. Like, that's literally the only thing he didn't do. But I was just like, wow. And then the special effects of them hanging upside down over the lava pit was also Ugh. just ridiculous. And, of course, they get away, blah, blah, blah. And, uh I mean, they made the cloister bells ringing unimpressive. Which yeah. is crazy, because the cloister bell ringing... It's supposed to be a huge, big deal, into the world kind of situation. And I was like, oh, are the closer worlds ringing? Of course they are. Like, it was just, for an episode that's supposed to set up the arc for the entire season, I wasn't that impressed. And then what was crazy is the new companion, and I know this is an American thing to complain about. I watch an inordinate amount of British television. Yeah. And I could not understand the new companion guy. I was like, what? <laughs> what? And I was rewinding it, and I was like, okay, I give. And I had to, like, I had to put the subtitles on. And I usually do watch with subtitles, but for some reason, I wasn't watching with subtitles. And th- then I was like, I have to put this on, because I have no idea. Like, I was, because the doctor's accent I've gotten used to, and I can generally understand her, but it, like, got thicker when she was talking to him. And I was yeah. like, I don't know what mm-hmm. anybody is saying right now. That and it was such a weird thing. I understand Scottish accents really pretty well. I understand Welsh accents. It, his wasn't Welsh, I want to say. But no, it's Yorkshire. Thank you. Because I was like, what the heck accent is this? Very specific. It, and very I was like, I don't understand what he is saying right now. And yes, like I said, this is a very American complaint to make. But I'm making it there. I didn't understand them. Um, and I don't know how I feel about the new companion just because they really didn't have it, give him much to do. 
Uh, it's the first episode. Let it is. It is. It is. It is. I'm totally yeah, but he, giving he that. really he had zero development other than gee, he's a really nice guy and he works in a yeah. soup kitchen and right. you know he really loves he really loves Yorkshire. Um, but but other than that, I mean, he had he he had almost no development, and it may be you know this is this is like a really minor thing, but it just irked me that he's he's giving away candy at, you know from his house he's indoors i don't know how long he's been indoors but he's indoors and he's wearing a jacket like he's <laughs> anticipating the adventure he's about to go on and will <laughs> to have a jacket on for those Interesting scenes catch. That is and, really and i'm looking at him going, why are you dressed that way inside you know it just That's made better. no sense and I, I know, you know, I understood what everybody was saying. Um, I, I didn't have, I, 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 although there were times where there was kind of a problem. But what I, I you know, maybe this is going to sound bad, but I am getting so tired of a Yorkshire accent on this show. It's one thing if you have one or two characters or, you know, a companion over here. But literally, it's gotten to the point now where every character speaks with a Yorkshire accent, including aliens who aren't even human on some planet <laughs> like half a galaxy away. And there they are. They are speaking with a Yorkshire accent. I'm just casting. Maybe they did, they did all the casting in Yorkshire, and they were like, "Ah, just everybody show up." And well, well, you're an alien. You're this. You're this. And you know yeah, what I mean? Aren't they trained to do a B, at least a? BBC yeah, they're British supposed accent. to be. Yeah. I mean, oh my god. Yeah, I, I'm so I'm getting so tired of listening to the this. Show is lazy. Listen, here's the thing, right? I was waiting for the kitchen sink to show up because, like, every single alien from like I was like the Cybermen and the this and the that. It was it was and it the was, Weeping Angels and yeah. yeah. I okay. will have to say, when the Weeping Angel first showed up, it did startle me. Like Wait, that was I, hilarious. That because- was. It really did startle me, and then she like starts backing up, and then she looked down at her purse, and the angel was like right there on her. I was like, <gasps> like I actually did gasp a little bit. So I will give them a couple of points for that. Yeah, but listen, I, it, it, to me, it yes, that and it was always effective. It's always effective. The jump scare of the, you know, it is literally one of the scariest, you know, villains, uh, you know, that 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 Doctor Who has had, and maybe possibly up, you know, ever in top ten, you know, kind of a thing. Uh, it was so funny because when they showed when it showed up as it does ominously in shadow, like from far away, you know that it's gonna, you know, obviously to kind of creep up at you. And she was really smart, and she like, you know, tries to do like a circle thing, you know. And and when she was like, it was so funny because when it showed up, it has always scared me. The first thing I said was, "Don't blink." I did too. I yelled at the screen. <laughs> you know, and, and then she goes, "Don't blink," and I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" So that is always effective, you know what I mean? And it's always fun to be scared in that way, like you know what I mean? And of course, that the 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 requisite, you know, big teeth bearing, you know, thing when you know it goes right up to the end. But I mean, I honestly, I thought it was a mess. I mean, there was so much going on, so many aliens. There is the flux thingy, you know. The, it's almost like a cavalcade of stars. It was like let's just review a whole bunch of you know famous, you know, I, and. I know that we know that this is uh, Jodie Whittaker's last season. So clearly it's sort of like a, just a one big fat long goodbye or whatever. Um, and I don't love the idea. I get it though. Cause it is kind of like a mini series now at this point, or like a Netflix show where it's just one, you know, it's a limited series. I think they call it when it's only six episodes. So, so I get what they're doing, but I don't know. I hate to say these words out loud, but the last few years of, of Dr. Who have been really spotty for me. 
uh, both in season and within the season episodes and stuff. And I think I even skipped an entire season with um, Capaldi, you know? So I'm going to watch because it's Doctor Who, right? But I feel like, and Russell Davies, he's back and, you know, he was a huge part of... Well, he's not back yet. He's coming back with the new Doctor. Yeah, he's oh, not. Oh, we're okay. we're stuck oh. with Chibnall at the moment. Oh, okay. So this so is that's his what... swan song too. Oh, okay. Because that's what I was going to say was, which uh, explains a lot. Yes, exactly. It's time for him to go. Clearly, uh, and I'm I'm kind of done with Jodie Whittaker and her, you know, super kind of frenetic, you know, whatever. And now she's now she's just kind of bitter and sour all the time. And she's lying to people. I'm like, why are you lying to your companions? Like, come on. Art and fun and joy and kind of, you know, loopiness of the doctor, you know what I mean? Has just kind of been thrown to the wayside. Right. right. And now, now she's just more just angsty and frenetic and overwrought and, you know, angry and mean. Yeah, and well, a liar. That's, you know, the entire, the entire episode was like that. You know, I was, I was asked, I remember we, you know, when I said, well, I've watched the, the episode and, and, and uh, Peter, I believe who he asked, well, how did you like it? And I said, it was um loud. <laughs> and, yeah, I saw uh, that. and that pretty much sums up the thing because it was just a whole lot of knees bent running around and people screaming at each other and there wasn't really anything that you could attach yourself to emotionally there wasn't any sense of really story other than oh it's another apocalypse ho hum um you know it must be it's tuesday there must be another apocalypse um so it's it just was it was it was pretty terrible. There wasn't any story there, and I can't believe I'm complaining about this because I am a a classic Doctor Who aficionado, and they put together episodes, you know, back in the day that were I don't know with, with two pound six and a pack of gum, but uh, it, this it looked terrible. The special yeah. effects were so cheesy and bad. Um, I mean, that, that whole opening sequence that, that Libya, you were talking about when they were attached to the magnetic thing, it was, it was dreadful. It was like, it was like, you know, green screen circa 1983. Yeah. And, and the makeup was so bad that the, the alien with the things sticking out of his head, the skull like alien, when they got really close, you could see all the seam lines where yeah. his latex was beating his skin. Yeah. Oh, that's going, terrible. Well, really? we, need to, we need to wrap this up. We need to wrap this up. We need to wrap this okay, up. No, but seriously, we need to wrap this up. We were running out of time. Talk about the dog. And he, when he was like, oh, it looks really soft. And he petted oh, it. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, so, uh, as you can tell, we're not big fans of the new Doctor Who, at least the start so far. So they better do something for the next one. All right, next up, we're going to talk about Foundation. And this is episode eight, and I believe it was called The Spiral. And this episode really focuses on um, Empire Day Empire. And he is basically in a rock and a hard place where he, whether or not the clones have a soul is up in doubt and he wants to prove once and for all that they do. So he does this spiral, which is a big religious thing where you go uh, on this on this walk through the sun with no food and no water. And most people who do it die or are maimed or injured by the sun, heat stroke, go blind, all this other stuff. And he's very confident that he'll be able to finish it because he is Empire. And they're like, yeah, but we're taking away all your cool gadgets that make you invulnerable. And they're like, you've never done anything hard in your life. And he's like, that's okay because I am Empire. 
whatever. So his thing is he has to complete this to prove that him and his brothers have a soul and that will end the whole conflict with him and the the religious factor. And this episode did a phenomenal job because he starts off as super arrogant and not really caring about anybody, but there's a pilgrim that ends up helping him along his way and you can tell he genuinely cares about this dude by the time they're done. And it's also the conflict with the robot who did the spiral 11,000 years ago and she really believes in this religion, but it becomes in conflict with her orders from Empire. And oh my God, I loved just that part of the story um, because he gets to the end of the spiral and he's supposed to get a vision. And if he gets the vision, that proves he has a soul. And so he has to like recite what his vision is and he gives some story. And the robot realizes that his story he stole from her. And No, he stole from, from the old guy. No, the but the pilgrim. flower yeah. the flower that he oh, describes yeah. yes. is her yes, flower that she got on yeah. her pilgrimage. Yes. And so yes. that's how she knows he lied and that he really right. didn't see anything. And she's yep. like, you know, passive aggressive dig of the worst thing ever would be if you did all of that and didn't get a vision and you had no soul. She's like, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And I was like, whoa, that was great. But she did it because he made her go kill a priest. And she absolutely did not want to do that. But she had yeah, to was, follow his. And that was so painful to watch. It was, it was beautifully so, done. That was so amazing. All right, yeah. I'll let you talk because that that was like this episode for me was one of the best ones they've done. Yep, yep. For me, I agree, um, and I will just kind of expand on what you've already said. I mean, you've hit the big, the bigger, no- the biggest notes. I think for me, um, it it was great for Lee Pace because it really asked for him, and he delivered some seriously good acting. You know what I mean? There was a lot of nuance and subtlety. There were layers. You know, is he lying? Is he not lying? How much is he lying? Does he really care about this old man? Like, you know, at one point, by accident, he wasn't really digging. But then later you're like, oh, was he digging on purpose? You know, he asks the guy to... They're just making conversation as they're trying not to die in the hot sun, you know, trying to make it towards, you know, the the end. Um, And so, you know, I think it was more serendipitous, you know, it was that that he revealed his story, the older man, you know, about, you know, kind of what is expected or what he's, you know, whatever, you know, I don't remember. actually. Just like he basically conveys to him someone else's vision, but he only but he only conveys the outlook because the guy never reveals his actual vision. He just says how the vision starts, like it happens when you get into the pool you see the salt start to rise and then you get right. your vision. But he right. never said right. what the vision was. So he didn't steal the vision from that guy. He made, Lee Pace made up the vision that would make, that would look the best for him and his brothers. 
right, or his right. Post. But, right. but, but he, but to add credence to his made up story, he needed to be able to tell the process of it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like that makes it be more believable. So right. the episode sets it up that like, like I said, like, I don't think you're not sure, which is great. That's the whole point. Ambiguity. You know what I mean? Um, of like, how much was he, was he really milking the dude for information? I don't think so. It was more just serendipity, but then because he's really conniving and smart again, and that's a great thing to show how he took what was a moving and, you know, genuine connection to another human being. He takes that, you know, adds the, you know, thing and, you know, mixes and stirs and ends up with this really Machiavellian kind of plan of, you know, all of this stuff, you know what I mean? So, so it, the, 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 but I actually think he thought he was going to have a vision. Yes. No, that's what I'm saying. Like it only comes out at the end. Yes. It was pure. His motives. That's why I'm saying Lee Pace was, was tasked with really doing a great job of sort of being humbled. You know what I mean? In this, in the actual story and his acting was great, you know, and I think you're right. He, I think he thought I'm going to really do this. I'm really doing it. You know, I've met this man. I've made this connection. Maybe I do have a soul. I really want to have a vision. I hope I'm going to have one. I think I'm gonna, do you know what I mean? And then when he doesn't, Right. And that's why what you said is so, so meaningful. It's so powerful because he, I legit think he did think he was going to have a vision right. and he really wanted one. So when he realizes he's not having one, do you know what I mean? And so then he switches gears and you can see the little hamster reel, you know, turning and he's like, oh, crap. I'm not going to have a vision, but I need to have one. You know what right. I mean? So. So that's all really, you know, intricate stuff that has to be conveyed. I mean, both by the script, but also by the actor. So kudos to Lee Pace because he stepped this up. Was, this was pretty much a masterpiece for him. It was yeah. really good. But I will so- say for the other storylines, uh, the only other thing that was, there were two other storylines happening, which I will talk about really quickly because they were not as good as this bit. Uh-huh. Um, we had Gail who gets back in the pod because uh, AI, Harry Seldon, will not... He reveals that there is a second foundation. He reveals right. that's where they're going. They're going to the second foundation, and he find, she finds out that the first foundation, which she was agreed to go to, is basically a diversionary plan. She wants all the attention on the first foundation, so second foundation can operate in secrecy and do the actual job. And... Right. Uh, her realization that she was sent as a sacrificial lamb, you know, that she was right. never supposed to even find out about the second foundation and that her entire, like he a hundred percent intended her to go to first foundation to be a sacrifice. All of that just made her hate Harry a lot. And then sure. she was like, okay, so what's the plan now? And he was like, oh, I'm not, we're going to experiment on you because you can tell the future with feelings. So let's, Let's break you apart and figure out how that works. And she's like, uh, pass? She <laughs> was like, I don't, I don't want to do that. And uh, then she's like, well, tell me more what Second Foundation is going to do. And he's like, no, nah, I don't want to tell you because of your super weird powers. You might screw it up. And so she's like, well, bump this. I'm out. I'm like, and so she leaves. And this was the episode, I think, when you were watching it, you were like, she was playing it at about a 10 or 11 and she should have been at about a seven or eight. So right. go, go ahead. Your, your, any other thoughts uh, on that? Yeah, no. Well, no, no I really, I want to go back around to uh, the, the Android only just quickly though, because, uh, because to me that literally was probably the best uh, of the entire series for me. Do you know what I mean? I have been 
beating the drum of how much I love the Android character and how much I love the actress who's playing her from the get-go. She was get-go. fantastic in this episode, yeah. And, but the writing also, so she had to kill not just a priestess, but like the the rival, the head rival of Empire, you know? So he, she was tasked with killing, you know, and it was sort of a punishment too. I mean, it was just the, 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 all of the stuff that was going on, the passive aggressive and this and that, but it was beautiful. I mean, if a murder scene, an assassination scene could actually be lyrical and poetic. I was about to say, I was crying. I was almost crying in that scene. Yeah. I absolutely was crying. And so, you know, to watch an assassination be done so reluctantly, but so like beautifully and respectfully, you know, it's just, it's a really hard thing to do. Um, And I've seen other- I also like that the priestess was kind of like, well, if you're an android, then you have no choice but to follow your programming. So I totally understand what's happening. She like basically forgave her her and gave her absolution in that moment. Which, yeah. I, oh my God, like the whole thing was yeah. just so beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And her, you know, her sadness in doing it and the other woman's acceptance of it and giving her absolution. We've seen all these things before. Like, you know, this kind of a, you know, I forgive you. Okay, kill me. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that that's not never been done before. But with such exquisite, just like, I, it was poetic. And really. dignity, the- I will have to say, and dignity on both sides. It yeah. was just really just like, wow. So yeah, so so we can go on and on about the science, the sci-fi of it and the larger plot of it and all the this and that, but that scene between the two women, you know, filled with respect and empathy and dignity. And, and just, she was, it was so uh, angry at Empire yes. at the end of it. Oh. And for a robot to have that much rage at somebody it, that she has to obey... I was yeah. like, that's not good. And and the thing is, he didn't think anything like I was like, I would be a little more worried, dude. Like yeah, 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 considering yeah. how so angry she was. Yes, but he's so arrogant and he's you know, he just doesn't he can't see that because he's so puffed up, you know what I mean? So and that's yeah. his down pride. You know, his yeah. pride is I still is well, I I'm still holding to my theory. I know I told you this off podcast, but I'm t- still holding my theory of what I think is happening at the end of all of this. And it has to do with the Android. So anyway, I'll say it again. I'll I'll tell you later off podcast. Anyway, we got to move on. We got to move on. Um, Next up, we're going to talk about lock and key. And we're going to talk about episode five and six. Episode five is uh, past is prologue, which is the episode where um, Gabe is trying to work with Tyler to get the memory key so that we can get the uncle to get his memories back and he, cause he wants to find out how the uncle makes keys. So, so Gabe is like following Tyler around. And then the other part of the storyline is that, um, Kinsey tries to figure out what Eden is doing because she thinks Eden is sleeping with Gabe. So she uses the head key to the thing that I find questionable about this is she waits until Eden gets completely bombed out of her mind drunk. And then when Eden is passed out, she uses the memory key to go inside her head. Which is, and she does it at a party, in a back room. It really feels like a date rape sort of situation happening. And there is no consent happening about her going into this woman's head. And she didn't know that Eden was a demon. So it's not like she thought she was evil. And she was finding out an evil plan. She just thought that the girl was sleeping with her boyfriend. 
And I was like, there are so many things wrong with this. Um, and Kenzie's supposed to be our good guy. I was like, mm, I have consent issues happening. But then, of course, once she gets inside her head, realize she's a demon, then it's all bets are off, run for your life sort of situation. So, Allison, what did you think? Um, yeah, I I thought that it was a little morally specious, too. Although I think that she was... She had more than just the idea that she was sleeping with her boyfriend. You know, they they also had the, you know, the the thought that they were conspiring together to do something that maybe, you know, they were stealing keys and making people do things. Um, I don't think she thought she was a demon, but I think that she thought that she was up to more than just, you know, sleeping with her boyfriend, Um, which still doesn't make that really right. But um yeah, I guess, you know, they had to move the story along and that's Some the way kind of they way, chose. That's the way they chose. I just think yeah. it was a little questionable. Um, right. As for how they handled it, you know, I like the, the visualization of of the interior of her mind. That was it's hilarious. Like, I was like, wow, she's so two-dimensional. perfume car- counter with you know, the fashions <laughs> and everything. And the, the running video of herself, just like, you know, Vogue posting. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it, just, it, was, it was just absolutely exactly what you figure would go through this incredibly shallow uh, yep. girl's head. Yeah. Um, so all of that was great. And I also loved the, the I, even though it was predictable, I was literally counting down the seconds for it to happen. The mannequins coming to life and chasing after them uh, was still very effective. It was creepy and, and, and well done. So, you know, kudos to that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I think we just have to sort of look the other way and wink um, as, as far as that, uh, that part of the story goes. It's all right, fine. That's how they chose to do it. I, I I still have a problem with Gabe being, um, who is he really? Who is he really? He's really Dodge. Yeah, He's really Dodge. I I have a problem with Gabe being Dodge because Gabe is just not sinister enough. He just still isn't. I don't believe that he's Dodge, and it's the actor because he's a teenage actor trying to pretend to be. The woman playing Dodge is like. 30 something and she's seasoned and she's good and she's intimidating and she's terrifying and Gabe is not that he's none of those things so I I think it's you know he like you said he is a teenager so or at least he he looks like a teenager anyway I don't know what the age of the actual actor is but he does and he's and he's small he's very slightly built uh so he doesn't have the the quite the intimidation factor that Dodge does but I think he you know I mean he's sort of defeated by his physicality as far as that's concerned. I thought performance wise, he keeps up pretty well. I mean, he's, he, he comes off more like a, a nasty kid yes. than an actual demonic threat. Correct. But I, I think that that's, I, I think he did what he could. Um, yeah. I think it's a problem with the physicality of the actor. And if you need him to look like a, t- like a young teenager, you're going to have that problem with pretty much anyone. I mean, if that's the way the story is Well, I mean, I go. feel like there are some actors who could pull off evil intimidating, and he's just not it. But uh, but we let's let's move on to the second episode, and then Yusin, you can comment on that right. so we keep moving. Uh, this, the next episode is called The Maze, and it's Winterfest celebration. And at this point, because they have gone inside of uh, Eaton's head, they know that Eaton's a demon, and they know that Gabe is really... Uh, 
Dodge. Dodge. Thank you. I forgot about that. So the whole point of the maze episode is them pretending that they don't know. And so there's just a lot of people being scared, pretending not to be scared, trying to be normal around Gabe. And um, also you have um, Tyler is trying to use the memory key to save his girlfriend, but that kind of goes sideways. But now we know Duncan has his memory back, which is great. Um, so Yusin, what did you think of this episode? Um, you know, honestly, I kind of don't remember it that well, except, um, and you, you know, guys, just correct me if I'm wrong, because I think, uh, Allison and I admitted to having binged the whole thing. Um, so this is the episode where the, the last of the gatekeep, key gatekeeper, you know, the, yes. their father's yes. friend. Yes. Yeah, their father's friend takes upon herself, you know, to be like, I have to right this wrong. You know what I mean? Right. And I remember thinking, this is never a good idea. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Like, you, and I was like, you know, you got a whole Scooby gang. Like, you know what I mean? And everybody's aware. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like people, you know, I just, I felt like, again, it was sort of one of those plot devices where like, let's move it along. And like, we got to kill her off. And we also have to make Gabe, the character, uh, you know, very menacing, like he murders her, you know, kind of a thing. So I get the reason why they did it. Um, I don't know. I can't remember, you know, not that any episode was bad or like, you know, it was weak, but I do kind of feel like, you know, it was all in one location. It was the maze and, you know, and we just kind of watched them do their thing. I will props for this. I mean, the episode, the series is only what, 10 episodes long, but I was worried that they were going to keep the Gabe you know, and Lindsay, what's her name? Uh, the girl, the uh, Kinsey, his, Kinsey, his, you know, uh, I, th- they were going to keep that hidden for like a little bit too long. And I was like, uh, you know, so I thought that the reveal was right at the right time. It's like the middle of the series, you know, so it was kind of the height. Um, and like you guys already discussed, the reveal was excellent. So this episode was fine. You know, it moved us forward and, you know, it killed off characters and it was the very first episode. Uh, that we watch them. How do they respond? What are they going to do now knowing that Gabe, uh, you know, and Kinsey are, are demons and stuff. So, so I thought it was fine. Uh, the last thing I do want to say is this, I'm right down in the middle of the road with Gabe being Dodge. I agree with Allison uh, it, it wholeheartedly. Like, he was cast for a reason because remember we're not supposed to know even a little bit that he's Dodge. So I think they purposely went with like meek, mild, really yeah. innocent, sweet. You know what I mean? So like I, I get why they cast it, but Libya, you're not wrong. I think in the hands of perhaps a, an actor who just a little bit, you know, I don't know, better. I don't, I, I don't want to be so broad, but could have given us both. You know what I mean? Because there have been like really evil, menacing, skinny people in the world. Do you know what I mean? And like. You know, you know, it's not you don't have to be large or hulky, you know, or fat or whatever to be the heavy. Literally, um, you don't have to be heavy to be the heavy. So so I do think that that is not a weakness in it, but I could see what you're saying, Libya. But overall, it's not a detractor and it doesn't make me feel. Also, last thing throughout the series, including this episode, it's interesting that they and another layer that Gabe kind of. Gabe slash Dodge, because we know it's Dodge, is actually fond of of um of uh, who is it? Her name is Kinsey. Kinsey? Oh no, Kinsey? Yes. No, the no, no, the the gatekeeper, the The sister, the girl, Kinsey. Oh, oh, then who's the who's the who's the Robin? Who's the sidekick? That's Eaton. 
Oh, Eden. Oh, okay. So earlier I was talking about Eden. So Kinsey, yes. So I thought it was an interesting layer, right? That uh, Gabe, because even Eden can, uh, uh, accuses uh, Gabe of being like, what? You have feelings for her. You're not doing this or you should just do that. So I thought that was an interesting layer that he's actually, he, she, whoever, Dodge, uh, you know, is interested uh, in sort of maintaining and has actual genuine feelings for Kinsey and stuff. So that, that adds a different, an extra layer to it. So overall, I, you know, I thought this was a fine episode and did what it was supposed to do and moved us forward and was, you know, it was good. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Uh, I think we're giving this one two thumbs up. Uh, and if you have any yep. questions or comments, you send them to TV campfire, gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on sci-fi radio. We not listen to iTunes and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye.